The shows you love with even more local, local news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. It is Friday, believe it or not. And welcome to What's On Your Mind Friday. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation as we prepare to head into the weekend, the final days of July. Can you believe that? Already into uh, August, uh, coming up on Monday. Unbelievable. I'm I'm still stuck, I don't know, back in April somewhere. The, the time just seems like it's zipping by. All that being said, again, welcome to What's On Your Mind Friday. Of course, uh, Friday we kick back a little bit. And uh, while Monday through Thursday we like to keep the phone calls centered in on the topics that we're talking about, on Fridays we want to know what's on your mind. So we open up the topics. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. Uh, just looking at uh, one, of, one of the big topics that's uh, been on a lot of minds lately, and that is the whole issue of uh, the uh, possible exchange uh, being trying to be arranged by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and that's uh, a, a swap, a swap of WNBA star Brittany Griner and former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan for the butcher, right? Here's a bad dude, right? Convicted uh, Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Do you think, uh, what do you think of that swap? And I know there's a lot of discussion about uh, Brittany Griner, and you never want to lead. You never want to leave a uh, an American on foreign soil in a foreign prison. Got that. But there's been a lot of discussion about, gee, Brittany, you've been there, what, seven or eight times before, I think, to Russia. And uh, I believe there was some minuscule uh, trace of, uh, was it, THC, marijuana, something. But you just know you never bring anything that has any trace of drugs to a foreign country, much less Russia. And so here we're looking at uh, a swap, an athlete who really should have known better for a bad guy. I mean, he really is a, a terrorist, really, in, in many different ways. He's uh, responsible for uh, a lot of deaths. He's, he's called the butcher, and I, what do you think? That's one of the topics we'll be exploring today. Again, today is What's On Your Mind Friday, our number 209-551-3483. So let's get right to it. Again, our number 209 551 Three four eight three, and to start, what's on your mind Friday, Debbie from Stanislaus? What's on your mind? Well, Mike, I have a question for you. Okay, 
And this has to do with the green movement, according to the Democrat establishment and all the that they talk about on the television and all the things they want to do. We live on a planet, and every single country contributes to the green movement or doesn't. What difference does it make where you get your oil or whatever in the world they want to go get and not make our country independent? Please answer me why. Why? When it, wherever country does it, they're contributing to destroying the planet. I don't get it. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, I'm just let, a novice. Let, let me clarify what your question is. First of all, uh, uh, Debbie, and we always appreciate you calling, but uh, let's keep the language clean here on the Mike Douglas Show. Uh, always appreciate that. So clarify, uh, I, I think I understand what you're saying, but clarify the question uh, about, about the green movement. Well, where'd you go? Debbie, let's, let's get you back here. Uh, there you are. Uh, so clarify, what, what is the question specifically about the green movement? Does every country need to communicate equally in order to have that work? Uh, you're talking about the environmental issues? Correct. I don't know that every country has the the same passion for this. Uh, right now, the Biden administration, I think, is over the top on all of this, and uh, the I think it's it's taking down our country quite a bit. I'm what I'm looking for, Debbie, is for the United States uh, of America to uh, to stand firm, but it, it won't. Under the Biden administration, uh, they're they're going to be subservient uh, to the, uh, I would say, let, let's say the World Council, for lack of a better concept there, for uh, the, the green movement across the world. And I believe the Biden administration will be willing to sacrifice the United States of America on the altar of the green movement. And I, <clears throat> I don't think that's a... A good thing, and I, I think that's why we need to show up on uh, <laughs> November of 2022 and uh, show up in uh, uh, November of 2024 as well. Uh, so let me give you a second to react to that, Debbie, and then um, we've got some other callers. So go ahead. Up. Oh. Oh. Oh, there, there you are. Okay, Hello? Debbie, go ahead. Okay, many months ago, you had a congressman that you interviewed and had on your program. And that congressman told us on your program that when the borders were totally opened, that we ceased at that point to be the United States, but the average American does not even know that. Yeah, I think I remember that. And how does that relate to the Green Movement? Well, because from a layperson's vantage point, the things that have happened in this last period of time for 2020, going all the way back to the inauguration, the day that was televised on the television, and our president took those books that were in front of him with the vice president laughing behind him. He said he was going to turn over every one of those, and they were the things that had been made for our country by the previous administration. 
And the first one he turned over was to open all of our borders. Right, yeah. It, the congressman it, on your program said we ceased to be our country at that point. Yeah, well, let me uh, let me comment on that real quick. And I, I know we have some other callers. We'll get to you in just a second. So Stockton, stand by. Uh, Debbie, I don't think we have yet ceased to be the United States of America. We are still the United States of America. The Biden administration, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is doing its best to change us into something different. And I don't know why. I don't know whether it's because of incompetence or intentionality, but it is very clear economically, socially, uh, in terms of policy. Uh, They seem to be doing their best. The Keystone uh, XL pipeline, a, a pure example, the lack of our ability to remain energy independent, uh, the, uh, uh, the economic situation that we're in, uh, the inflation rate, 9.1%. We are in a recession now, des- despite what the White House would say. I, I believe we are. And uh, so I think they're doing their best, either intentionally or unintentionally, to destroy what is to replace it with something else. So... In that sense, I, um, I would agree that their aim is to not make this what we know as the United States of America. But we're not there yet, in my opinion. I think we, uh, we still have a ways to go. All right, back to the phones, 209-551-3483. Let's go up to Stockton. And Barbara, Barbara, welcome. What's on your mind today? Uh, well, Mike, I think... That they, the girl that's over there, the basketball girl, I think that they should leave her over there. Because think about this. This man that they went out of their way to capture, and they, they had to have many different agencies and different countries to get him. Now, since he's such a bad man and uh, he has all of these ties to all the ammunitions, what damage would he do? You know, they're going to let him go back to Russia, and what with all the connections and things, he, he, he even wanted to do damage to our country. Now, think about all of the people who helped us that they left over in Afghanistan, and nobody went out to make, aside for people who cared, our government didn't seem to go out to make any special effort to rescue these people. And I think that looks very, very bad. You know, we come across as being a very untrustworthy country. You know, I uh, think when we get into another uh, war or whatever we do and we need people to help us, they're going to think, well, why should we help them? We know that they can't. we can't depend on America, you know, to come and help us if we need to be rescued. So I think that uh, she should stay over there because why, sh- why should that one person be more important than all the damage that, and harm that could be brought about by this terrible man that they want to let loose. Now, that that's my opinion. Yeah, Barbara, I think you make a very, very good point. And that is when we look at what happened in Afghanistan, the Biden administration was fine and dandy about leaving Americans there. Now, they weren't right. basketball stars. They weren't making headlines. Uh, 13 of our, uh, of our fine soldiers were, were killed as a result of the ineptness and in pulling out of Afghanistan. But you're right, Barbara. I think that's, a, that's an astute observation. So if, if we're willing to leave Americans in Afghanistan uh, to, to basically be hunted down by the Taliban, 
why should we uh, release a, a, a murderer, a, a butcher, so to speak, uh, really, he's an international terrorist, why should we release him back on the world for the sake of a basketball player who should have known better? Uh, right. There's an interesting... Uh, there's an interesting point there. <clears throat> I think the tension, by the way, there's another person involved with that in that exchange. And they're also trying to negotiate for the release of a U.S. Marine named Paul Whelan, W-E-L-A-N. And I'm, I don't have the background well, you know, on, on him, but I, I guess I, I see your you point. Know bad. On the other hand... That's sad, Mike, but it, it just looks so bad. Well, it, it does, and I think what what we have to grapple with is we've already got... We're already tainted with Afghanistan, and so the, the question I have in my mind at this point, and I, it's a tough call, Barbara, I think in my mind, do we want to be known as the country that abandons Americans? Uh, but right. you, you throw this butcher into it, and it, it changes uh, it changes the dynamics. So, uh, Barbara, excellent point. Appreciate you calling today. Uh, uh, I won't say that complicates the issue, but I think it clarifies it, uh, Barbara. And uh, good good points there. It is the Mike Douglas Show on What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phone number here two zero nine. Five five one three four eight three, and the conversation will continue in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from three till five. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow thirteen sixty KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on What's on Your Mind Friday. Our telephone number two zero nine. Five five one three four eight three two zero nine five five one three four eight three. So, what do you think about the swap for uh, WNBA star Brittany, and possibly for a U.S. Marine as well for this really an international terrorist? It's a that's a, a tough call. It's a tough call, and and again the. the one of the issues is we already are tainted by the fact that we left Americans behind in Afghanistan. And we did things totally opposite of the way they should be done. You don't pull the military out first in a situation like that. You bring them out last. And uh, so it just shows uh, either the arrogance, the ineptness, or the intentional intentionality of the Biden administration to tank the United States of America. And that's, I got to call it the way it is. We, we've had uh, a, lot of a, a lot of months now to look at the track record. And the track record of President Biden is horrible. Economically, socially, at the border. His White House press secretaries regularly twist the truth and or blatantly lie. And again, come back to this issue with Brittany Griner. She had to know, and I think she's been there seven or eight times, 
that you don't bring any trace of drugs into a foreign country, much less Russia, for goodness sakes. And so I, <clears throat> the other thing I'm wondering is, let's say that they do strike an agreement. I'm not sure how that's going to be received by most of the United States. But what type of reputation will she have when she's back here in the United States? Do you think she'll be received as a hero? Or do you think uh, she will be viewed as someone who has further further destroyed the reputation of the United States of America? I would assume that the Biden administration would make her out to be a hero. Or a heroine. Not heroine, but heroine. You get my drift. It's What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. I'm just worried about the reputation that we have. Let, well, let's, let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. Let's say you and I are going to a conference together in China, in Russia, uh, somewhere, pick a country in Eastern Europe, even. Pick a country in South America, Venezuela, Colombia. Let's say we're being sent there for a special conference to represent our views on world events. And we are detained. And we are detained unjustly. I don't have any confidence whatsoever that the Biden administration, that the United States of America under the Biden administration would even lift a finger to make sure that we got home. Because you and I are not famous people. You and I don't get paid lots of money. You and I don't have... Lots of uh, clicks on social media. Well, maybe you do. I don't. Do you you think that they would bend over backwards to get you and me home? They sure didn't do that for the, the Americans that were left in Afghanistan and for the poor people in Afghanistan who helped out our military. For the, the Afghans that risked life and limb over the years. To help our military, they were left out in the cold. Do do you think the United States of America would bother to lift a finger to get you back if you were in a foreign country and detained for whatever reason? I'm, I'm not confident about that. Which brings me to the point where I'm not sure I want to travel outside the United States of America. Speaking of, uh, speaking of travel, there was another, and earlier this week I, I talked about the adventure Lori and I had trying to get uh, back, to, back here to uh, the Central Valley after attending an excellent conference in, uh, in Arlington, Virginia, and how there was an active shooter uh, situation and all of that. There's another bizarre thing happening uh, recently with American Airlines and with Alaska Airlines. Wait till you hear this. I'll cover those uh, those issues in a couple of minutes, but I'm 
I'm being I'm worried now, not so much about active shooters in airports. That's going to happen from time to time, I guess. But what I'm worried about is these airlines and, and some of these delays and their treatment of passengers, of customers. And again, in five minutes, I'm going to go over this issue with American Airlines. I mean, people were having mental breakdowns over what was happening. Give you the details in five minutes on The Mike Douglas Show. Hang in there, Victor. We'll get to you in five minutes on The Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360, KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to The Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to The Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And it's Friday, which means it's What's on your mind Friday? Our telephone number 209-551-3483. Let's uh, go up the road a piece to Farmington. Victor, what's on your mind today? Good afternoon, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, Four-generation Marine here. My son's currently uh, in the Corps, uh, gunny sergeant. And I would do almost anything to get that Marine back. Uh, but I believe even he, if asked about this swap, would say, don't do it. Um, just, it's, it's just too dangerous to let that guy free after everything we went through to get him. And he just stay behind bars forever. Uh, as far as Brittany Griner's concerned, you know, she's a sweet, good-looking, nice young lady that I feel really terrible about. But she did this to herself, and she knew the risk and the odds. And I mean, the only country in the world more dangerous than taking drugs into than Russia would maybe be to go into China, uh, never to be seen again. But while I got you on the phone, I want to congratulate Debbie. Uh, I just love the lady. But her and you and me, a bunch of us that really understand what's going on, i got to quit playing this game. Like, I just don't understand why Biden keeps doing all these things. I don't know why he's buying oil from our enemies. You know, it's absolutely a cabal of George Soros-funded, uh, China-funded, Russia-funded, just radicals that have overthrown our government. They're in the White House in control right now, and they're doing this all on purpose to destroy this country, and we need to wake up and vote, vote, vote like crazy in November because this might be the last chance we get uh, because if we don't take the House and Senate back, every one of these 3 million aliens that are in here now are going to be wavered in, uh, to be to be voters and amnesty and everything else and we'll never get an election again. Um, that's what I feel. But everybody needs to start telling the truth about that. We all know what's going on, uh, or I, I, those of us politically know know what's going on, and we need to call it what it is. Amen, Victor. Uh, thank you for the call. I I appreciate that, and I think you've nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, we've had enough time now to evaluate the Biden administration, and you cannot ruin the country so consistently or you can't make decisions so consistently that ruin the country to think it's ac- accidental or just ineptitude. Uh, I I think there's enough, mm, shall we say, proof. There's enough of a track record now to say that there is intentionality 
behind the Biden administration's desire to undo what we know as the United States of America. Now, Debbie brought up sometime uh, earlier today, uh, is is the USA over? I don't feel it's over yet because there are those of us who have fight left in in us and we're willing to uh, we're willing to take that mountain that lies ahead of us. I do agree with you Victor. I think November 2022 and 2024 are both milestones. And if we fail, if we fail to uh, take over the house and the senate and if we if we allow this current administration and the current way the Democratic Party is going uh, to continue past 2024, we indeed may be done. At that point, I may concede that it's over. Uh, not willing to do that yet. I think uh, the Biden administration has shown its true colors, and I... And I was talking with uh, our, our election specialist, uh, to Josh Whitfield, about this the other day. And I, I believe uh, that, that he would say there, there's hope, not only hope, but he's beginning to see uh, people start to wake up. Uh, the question I have is, is it soon enough? I think it is. And, uh, Victor, we just need to, we need to stay the course and be willing to appropriately fight for what we know as the United States of America. It is What's on Your Mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show, 209-551-3483. Let's go to Modesto and Scott. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind? Hello. Uh, I called up to let you know, hey, I've had a plumber that's been working on my house, or my bathrooms here in Modesto, and... uh, so far, he has not done the job. So he uh, he's not done what you asked him to? Have Have you paid him any money yet? Yes, he's been paid all the way through from uh, the money that I paid for the master bedroom bathroom and the insurance money from Allstate. And uh, he has not done the work. He's got two toilets that I bought. Everything I bought... Uh, is uh, on my Home Depot card, and uh, it's not like he was not getting any of it all, but he's got all the money, but it has not done the job. And this, here it is, almost August. I still have not been able to take a shower or a bathtub at all. Un- unreal. Uh, Scott, let me uh, just offer a suggestion here. Again, thanks for the call today. California State License Board. Uh, online, it's uh, cslb.ca.gov. And uh, you want to make sure that you're able to tell them where you found this guy and if he has a uh, license, contractor license. File a complaint, and uh, if you need help, uh contacting the board uh let us know but uh, that's where you start california state license board file a complaint with them and uh at least uh, give them the opportunity to see if they can rectify the situation for you 209-551-3483 our number on what's on your mind friday let's go to modesto once again and nick a good friday to you nick what's on your mind today Good Friday. Uh, you bring up some very good points, and your callers are bringing up some good points. 
about making change um, in with the, I guess the U.S. Senate and the Congress. Uh, the problems that we have with inflation and uh, the national debt and, uh, you know, people feeling uh, that they're just not getting ahead. But, and, and I'm a decline to state. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Uh, I have not yet heard the Republicans' solution to these, uh, these issues. I have not heard any of our local Republicans who are running uh, what are they proposing? Uh, you know, Newt Gingrich in the nine—I think it was '94—when the Republicans took over control of the of the Congress, House of Representatives. Newt Gingrich came out with a plan of action uh, on the changes they were going to make, and I think it was Contract for America or With America. I don't recall. If yeah, you remember that exactly. But he gave he gave the voters an option. I don't see an option. I mean, for me personally, uh, you want me to, to vote change, but what change? Is it gonna is it gonna be better or worse? I and and so I think that um, uh, the Republican Party, who you know is led by uh, represent or uh, the minority uh, leader McCarthy, you know, I just don't hear their agenda and. Maybe I'm giving people too much credit, but people like me are going to vote for people who, who I first of all identify the, the problems, list the alternatives, and recommend solutions. Right and on the money, Nick. That's all I have to say. No, right on the money. I agree with you 100%. To me, Nick, it is not about Republicans versus Democrats. It's about we have a horrible situation here, and I agree with you 150%. Who, whoever we're voting for, I am getting really weary of hearing the complaints. Well, the, it, and you hear them all the time on, uh, on news and on uh, uh, opinion shows and such. Uh, a lot of the uh, rep- old guard Republican leadership over and over again, complaining about this, complaining about that. Well, great. What's your solution? What are you going to do about it? I think they need something akin to uh, the contract with America. I think you're right. I think that was the name of it uh, that Newt Gingrich had. It at least gave I us think it was, I a think template. It contract for. Was it contract for America? Yeah, I think okay. It was contra- yeah, I think contract on was was the, the one that kind of insulted it. Yeah, well, I mean, you're it probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I agree. So like, lay out yeah, what you're going to do. I, I the, the, This business and, of just complaining about it without providing uh, a, a litany of solutions to me is uh, unremarkable, unimpressive, and I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm I'm starting to listen to a lot of these uh, young Latina uh, women who are starting to win elections, and they're bold. Uh, they're women of faith. They don't back down. They're not afraid to say what their views are. And I, I think maybe some of those old guard establish, uh, establishment Republican uh, Republicans uh, that are in office right now need to step aside and let people with some spine and with some vision 
and uh, that have the ability to be bold and stand for what they believe in the face of possibly losing power and money. I think they need to step aside and, and let this new guard take over. I'll give you the last word on that, Nick. People who run for office need to present an agenda on what they're going to do and how they're going to work with fellow Americans in accomplishing that. Calling people names or disagreeing or the uh, saying that the people I disagree with are my enemy, that's not going to do it. Right. You're going to have to show leadership if you run for office to bring people together to solve inflation solve unemployment even though they say it's low it's really artificial in their, in their numbers um how, how are you going to make people feel uh good and uh positive about themselves and what they're doing uh and and and, and providing for their family and having opportunities uh, for their families um to live the american dream that that's what we need to have people running for office for not bickering and calling names and having the same old stuff that we've always had. So anyway. Yeah, I uh, I second that motion. Nick, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate that. Some, some good wisdom there, I think, on what's on your mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show. 209-551-3483. Uh, back to Modesto we go. And Gail, Gail, what's on your mind today? Hi, Mike. Um, I know you talked about it on Tuesday, um, but I was right there in the Dallas Love Field Airport um, when the shooting went down. So, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty awful. Yeah. Now, where were you located uh, in the? I was getting off an airplane uh, into the Southwest Terminal. Where were you located when when this all went down? I was in the TSA checkpoint line. So I was weaving my way up and down through the um, through the line, and um, so when the lady walked in, she walked over to the ticketing counter. She could have very easily turned from turning to the right and going that way. She could have turned to the left and went towards the TSA line. So I was um, I was just on the other side of the wall. I heard the big first boom. I thought like a piece of concrete or something had fallen or something something heavy had fallen and hit the floor and then and then it was just chaos run um shooter it was the most awful thing yeah what 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 did you feel at the moment what what went through your mind what went through your heart at that point um you know you think you think when you're in a situation you think you're a pretty strong person um you think that um that you would just do what you know, you know, realistically or what you should do and where you should go. But when you're in a, in a strange place that you don't know where the exit is or how to get out, it was pretty awful because um, you don't know where you're supposed to go. It's not like you, I've never been to that airport before just to fly in and to fly out. So I don't really, you know, it's not like I've been in there and really scoped out the exits to know where to go. So when they were saying run and go and people were knocking the barricades down and you were jumping over and climbing over stuff, it was you were being told to um, get down, to run, to to get underneath something. Well, my little friend that I was with, she's a little lady, so she was able to slide underneath the, um, mm. the TSA table. But I looked at that and I was on the ground and I was like, I can't get under that. 
So a TSA guy, I couldn't get back off the floor. Once I hit the floor, I was just kind of paralyzed. Like I couldn't get back up. Mm. So he came and he grabbed me and he put, pulled me up and he, he uh, ran with me towards the door and pushed me out the door. It was the most awful thing ever experience yeah. it uh it, it, it people react in, in different ways and that's why i encourage folks to rehearse these things in their minds we never think it'll happen to us but it does and it's always well yep. to to rehearse what kind of options uh will i have uh when i get into a place like that i'm always looking around i'm i'm looking for exits uh you know and and i saw a lot of chaos uh, where we were, and you were in a different place. You were closer to the shooter than than I was. I saw a lot of chaos, and I didn't see a whole lot of leadership from the TSA uh, or from uh, the airport authority there. Now, understand in in when there's chaos, that uh, some of that's understandable. But an hour into it, I I believe that they need to do a hot wash there. They need to go back through and say, these are the areas that we need to do better with uh, next time. Because there should have been airport officials, law law enforcement officials who were identified with vests, uh, providing direction to people. Because as you say, Gail, it was uh, chaos. Real quickly, before I let you go, did you make your plane? I did. After all those planes were canceled, 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 our plane was the one that um, kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed until five o'clock. So I, I made the plane at five o'clock. Um, I, I really didn't think I was going to. I thought for sure that they would end up canceling it and we would be sleeping in the airport all night. Um, but they actually went through with it, got on my plane and actually made it home. Where, so, where were you flying very, to? Well, Meno. Well, was I on we, your plane? <laughs> we were on the same plane. <laughs> oh, I wow. suspect, yeah, because that's uh, exactly when we left. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's that's interesting. Uh, Gail, thanks so much for calling yeah. and, and uh, letting us know uh, your experience. And I'm glad we both got back. That That's a good thing. <laughs> Gail from Modesto sharing uh, a very traumatic experience uh, <laughs> on Monday with that active shooter at Dallas uh, at Love Field in, in Dallas. We're here on What's on Your Mind Friday. Our number 209-551-3483. I've got some more notes about airlines and some things that are boggling my mind anyway. I'll tell you about them in three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And... The iHeart Radio app. Oh, I stepped on the lady again. I hate it when that happens. My apologies. Mike Douglas here on the Mike Douglas Show on What's on Your Mind Friday. And I was thinking back to Gail's call there. We were both at Dallas Love uh, Field uh, during the active shooter uh, incident on, on Monday. She was talking about flights being canceled and such. I looked up on the board. Uh, and there were, I don't know how many total flights there were because I was doing a quick count. There were 47 flights that had been canceled. 47 flights. 
almost 50 flights that have been canceled uh, by Southwest Airlines. Some of that probably due to the active shooter thing. Uh, others uh, for other reasons, I, I would guess. Well, talking about airport delays, uh, apparently, this is cor- according to a, a local reporter for the Charlotte Observer, Jenna Contino, uh, on Sunday, there was a flight from Charlotte, North Carolina to New York City. And uh, the flight to uh, JFK was supposed to take off at 1.07 p.m. Uh, ended up, uh, they were delayed three hours because of fuel tank problems. And, and apparently, uh, they had to wait another three hours uh, being put on another plane with no food, no air conditioning. And apparently, uh, during that second three hours, one of the passengers had a mental breakdown. The airline said they shut the, the AC off to save fuel. Three hours. And uh, the reporter said people <laughs> began sobbing and having panic attacks. And uh, apparently, uh, they, the airline was saying, well, food was not served uh, because a snack would have come after a period of time if the plane had left the gate. Well, that's a ridiculous response. You got people there who are uh, suffering, having mental breakdowns. And then an Alaska Airlines flight uh, on July 18, they didn't get off the ground. Flight 1080 from Dulles uh, to San Francisco, they didn't even get off the ground. It wasn't due to air conditioning. It wasn't due to a fuel system. The pilot and the first officer couldn't get along. Can you believe that? I'm shocked. Apparently, passengers were reporting that the pilot allegedly hurried off the plane, quote-unquote, fuming. And uh, it was because, apparently, uh, that he and the co-pilot, or the first officer, I assume, weren't getting along. Pilot uh, reportedly took to the intercom, the PA system, as he taxied the plane back to the gate, told everybody on board that he and his co-pilot had a failure to get along, and in the interest of safety, he was returning them back to the place from whence they came. What in the world is going on? Let's talk. What would you do if you were in the sixth hour of waiting with no food or AC? Talk about it in five minutes. The show you love. Talking about the issues that are important to you. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now every weekday from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here again is your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our telephone number, 209-551-3483. As you know, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the calls focused on the topics that we're talking about. Friday, we kick back a little bit, we relax things, and we really want to know what's on your mind. So we open up the phones, 209-551-3483 on What's On Your Mind Friday. Uh, Point of clarification, uh, by the way, we were talking earlier about this, uh, the issue of uh, WNBA star Brittany uh, Griner and former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan being uh, in in Russia 
uh, in custody there, and uh, the attempts by uh, our uh, Secretary of State, Mr. Blinken, to negotiate a release of them, possibly for this terrible arms dealer, uh, Victor Bout, international terrorist, in my opinion. And I was uh, was not clear on why U.S. former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan uh, was there. So let me clarify that. I have that information for us. As you know, Brittany Griner was arrested on February 17 uh, in Moscow. Uh, customs officials said they found vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage, which I think is ridiculous. She should have known better. And then uh, Mr. Whelan has been in Russian custody since December 2018. Apparently at that time he was visiting Russia to attend a friend's wedding, and he was convicted in a Russian court of espionage charges and sentenced to 16 years in prison in 2020. So uh, there's uh, there's the background of that. And while we were... Uh, Taking a, a few minutes here uh, past the top of the hour, I heard a report, and I've, I've verified this, and, and this, to me, is something worthy of calling for a state of emergency. Hershey is saying it may fall short of meeting demand for Halloween and Christmas holiday seasons this year, especially regarding its chocolate products, blaming a scarcity of raw ingredients and difficulties in securing suppliers. Well, I'm not too concerned about a cauliflower shortage, but when it comes to a chocolate shortage, I think we're in deep weeds at, uh, at that point. So there, there's some happy thoughts about the Halloween season and Christmas season may not be enough chocolate to go around. Isn't that, uh, isn't that wonderful? Uh, talking, by the way, here on What's On Your Mind Friday about, about airlines and this incredible story from a, a local reporter from North Carolina, from Charlotte, uh, named Jenna Contino, who was uh, on an American Airlines plane, and apparently it was delayed for three hours while they were trying to fix a, uh, a fuel tank issue, apparently. And so after three hours with, uh, I guess, minimal air conditioning, they, they uh, transferred them to a different plane. Well, then when they get on the different plane, it's another three hours. So here's her first tweet on the first plane. She tweeted, just sat on a plane with limited air conditioning for three hours while they were fixing the fuel tank. Turns out they can't fix it, and now we're switching planes. So they switched planes. They put Jenna and the other passengers on a new plane. And then three hours later, she tweets, entering hour number six of sitting on a plane with no air conditioning, no food, no drink service, and someone on the flight is having a mental breakdown. This is wild, she says. Let me ask you a question. Let's say you're on that plane, and you're in that sixth hour. There's 
you're sitting on the tarmac, no air conditioning, no food, no drink, and people are starting to have mental breakdowns. What would you do? I don't understand why American Airlines doesn't get everybody back in the terminal. This is absolutely ridiculous in my mind. You're you're subjecting these people to inhumane... They are your customers. They are the people that are paying your salaries, American Airlines, and you do this to your own customers? How would you feel about being in hour number six on a second plane for three hours? Again, you have no air conditioning, you have no food, you have no drink service... What would you do? What would you start demanding? Let us off the plane. I'm I'm wondering: is there a, a class action lawsuit that's appropriate here? This is inhumane treatment of customers. I'm I'm befuddled by this. Have what would you do? W- would you just quietly sit there and not? not push back at all, not say anything, or would you let the flight attendants and maybe the captains know this this is wrong? Would you maybe get on a phone to an attorney and say, hey, this is what's happening to us. I am I'm totally shocked by this. Man, I don't know, have you ever been in a situation like this? And I've been in, in situations where we've had to uh, wait maybe an hour in the airplane uh, because of a maintenance issue. And uh, in fact, there on our flight, can't remember, uh, I think it was the, was it the flight out? Anyway, they had to delay the plane. And this is when we flew out and uh, to and from Arlington, uh, Virginia last week for a conference. They had to delay the plane. Everybody had been loaded up on the plane. They had to delay the, uh, the taxi and the takeoff because the map light wasn't working in the cockpit. Now, I would think it's important for the pilot and co-pilot, for the pilot and first officer to have a map light. That, that might be important. But my question is, when did they notice that the map light wasn't working? Why don't they keep people in the terminal and fix it first rather than loading everybody on the plane, making them sit there. And the amazing thing about that was that uh, in, in the process, they had to shut down the electricity. And so we're sitting there delayed, and all of a sudden, all the electricity goes out. The air conditioning goes out. And there was a, a male flight attendant two rows in front of me, and I, I said to him, I said, you know, I got some jumper cables out on the car if you think that would help. And he received that well. He said, well, you know, we, we may need them. He says, it'll come back in a second. And it was a little more than a second. But I, it, it seems to me there ought to be some type of customer rights, consumer rights that kick in at this place Did, in this type of a situation. Do you think this is what would you would you not complain? Would, would you just would would you just go along with this f- for six hours, three on one plane, three on another? 
No AC, no drink, no food. I'm, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, to me, this says, and I've had good experience with American Airlines in the past. But this type of thing makes me, uh, makes me think, uh, think twice about it, my friends. By the way, for those of you up in Manteca, kudos to you. Manteca Unified School District has received national recognition for creating spaces that protect against COVID-19. Now, you know my viewpoint on this. I think we've overreacted to this, especially in schools. However, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, said uh, the Manteca School District is part of the top 30% of schools nationwide that have optimum classrooms for health. Apparently, Manteca schools spent nearly $3 million on air scrubbers for every classroom and installed filtration systems on all school buses. Well, good for them. In my mind, this means you don't need masks. <laughs> don't you? So I, I think in, in terms of taking a proactive approach, good for you. Good for you, Manteca. Now, how about this? We've been mentioning the importance of the uh, uh, the next election, uh, the midterms coming up this coming November, then, of course, the big presidential election in November 2024. Andrew Yang, remember him? You know, I, I'm, I'm hot and cold on Andrew Yang. I think uh, he and I find areas where we can agree, other areas where we don't agree. Uh, if I... Well, I, I watched him during the Democratic primaries a couple of years ago. I think he presented well. Again, I don't agree with him uh, on a lot of things. On other things, I think he was fairly articulate and he was uh, fairly honest. But anyway, I'm not, uh, I don't think this is a good idea. He has announced that he has formed a forward party. And that's a, quote-unquote, a third political party. That's a coalition of Republicans, Democrats, and independents. And the idea is to form an alternative to the Republicans and the Democrats. Again, the party is called Forward. And it's co-chaired by uh, Andrew Yang and Christine Todd Whitman, uh, the former Republican governor of New Jersey. And apparently the, uh, the organizations involved are Renew American Movement, RAM, Serve America Movement, SAM, and the Forward Party. Let me ask you, do you think this is a good idea? Come at such a critical point in our history, in such a critical point where I think we're at tipping points this November and November 2024, I think it is a highly unwise and somewhat idiotic, I'll go that far to say idiotic strategy to form a third party, a forward party, because we know it's not going to win. And it's going to split votes again. You think we need another political party? I'm not really happy with the two that we have. What do you think? 
Are you in favor of that? I'd love to hear from you. 209-551-3483. Do you like the idea of the forward party? Apparently, they're they're thinking this could be the, the third biggest political party uh, ever. 209-551-3483. We'll talk about it in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On What's On Your Mind Friday, what's on your mind? Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483. All right, this issue of the forward party. Again, Andrew Yang <clears throat> teaming up with uh, the uh, former governor of New Jersey, uh, Christine Todd Whitman, and some other folks to uh, found a new party called the Forward Party. Do you think that's a good idea? Here's, here's why I'm worried about that. And I'm going to use the example of Anne-Marie Schubert, the uh, Sacramento County District Attorney. She ran... For, and I would have loved her to be the California Attorney General. So in the primaries, where we have this, I think, ridiculous system in California, where doesn't it is not about a, a political party primary. It's uh, whoever gets the most votes is number one. Whoever comes in second is number two. And whoever they are, uh, they pair off uh, on the, uh, the next election, which comes up here in, in November. I would have loved to have seen Anne-Marie Schubert in the running as number one or two for the uh, California, uh, California Attorney General. She came in fourth, as I recall, a distant fourth, and the reason was she decided to run uh, as no party preference. See, that's my worry about that. It's not that I'm in love with the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Believe me, I think both are highly frustrating these days. And I like what Nick said uh, a little bit ago about, hey, put it out there. What do you plan to do? What's your plan? Let us know what the plan is and and just not complain about it. Uh, Let's find out what you think about the forward party. 209-551-3483. Let's go to David in Modesto. Uh, David, what are your thoughts? My thoughts... Mike, hello. Uh, I was hoping for the Patriot Party. I was hoping for Donald Trump to start the Patriot Party because the Democrats and Republicans have had a monopoly going on all these years, and they're more than frustrating. Uh, You know, they leave the borders open. They don't put the military on the border, and they could. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, There's many things that they've done that's wrong that none of us like, uh, if there was another party in their face, they would have to change their ways. And and the swamp, like McConnell and McCarthy and the Republicans, did disappear. We need to get rid of those people. Uh, anyone that does more than three terms should leave. And a third and even fourth party, it would change America. It'd take us down a different road. What do you think, Mike? 
Yeah, and well, you you making a you're you're making a good case for the fact that it may call the uh, old guard Republicans and the old guard Democrats uh, to some accountability. Uh, I I think in the best of all possible worlds that might be true. Again, I'm looking at the example of Anne Marie Schubert, and I'm not. I just don't know. I I do agree with you, David. I'm frustrated with both parties. I'm frustrated with the people that have been in office way too long. And I, I align with you in terms of term limits. I think being in Congress for 40 years, whatever, is atrocious. Because you, you're in a bubble. You lose touch what, with what reality is. You lose touch with the working class of America because you're in that you're in that sanctimonious bubble is just the way it is uh, so I I respect your argument there David you make a good one I'm I'm not convinced yet that uh, it will work but if it would if it will actually help clean things up and, and bring some people to the fore who actually will uh, be proactive and will not just run for office for the money and the power control and control. I I would agree with you. Uh, I would agree with you, David. So let me let me give you the last thought there. Any reactions? Well, my last thought is God bless America. That's it. Yeah, Amen, brother. I agree with you, and uh, I'm I'm in I'm in prayer over this. Believe me, David from Modesto. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate uh, appreciate your call there. And again, David David making a case for this forward party. I I just again I'm I'm thinking of the Anne Marie Schubert example. Maybe I'm maybe that's not a good comparison. Maybe it's apple and oranges. Uh, you know, may, maybe, and, and there are times when I wonder, and listen, I'm not advocating for this. I'm just saying it crosses my mind. I often wonder, maybe the parlor, parliamentary system is not so bad. Where uh, you, you, can, you can change. You can uh, kick people out. You can call for elections. Uh I, I I see the downsides of that as well. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm not I'm not advocating for a parliamentary system. I'm just saying there are times when I'm thinking, hmm, there may be some uh, some advantages to that. People in office too long. I, I remember I had when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, I had some thoughts about running for political office. And I, a, a wise man in his 80s, who I respected very much, he said, Mike, the problem I see with that is that you are a man of integrity. You're a man of integrity. And no matter how good you are, no matter how much you pursue being a man of integrity, when you run for office, it won't be too long in the campaign and after the time that you're elected, when you will be called upon to compromise, it will happen. And my question for you is, are you willing to sacrifice your integrity on that altar of compromise? I thought about that a lot. And my answer was, was no. 
And so I, I did not pursue that. Now, some of you who have run for office, you may feel free to push back on that, but that's, that was my decision. All right, we'll be back in five minutes here on What's Your On Your Mind Friday, Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360, KFIV. Again, we're back in five minutes. Don't go away. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360, KFIV. A pastor with passion, a minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our telephone number to tell us what's on your mind, 209-551-3483. Again, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the calls focused on the topics at hand. On Fridays, though, we kick back a little bit, we relax things, and we just like to know what's on your mind. So, again, our number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Uh, just a quick program note to uh, to let you know, I, uh, I have some uh, f- fairly uh, extensive eye surgery uh, coming up again on the other eye this time on uh, on monday and tuesday and so i will not be here uh i am no pun intended looking forward to this to get it over with uh but i will not be able to be with you uh because of that surgery time so on monday congressman richard pombo will be holding court here on the uh, mike douglas show always appreciate him and and uh, he he's so much in touch with the issues here in the central valley and then on Tuesday, Josh Whitfield will be here. Josh, uh, of course, our incredible election specialist and political analyst. Josh will be here Tuesday. So as Congressman Richard Pombo will be uh, discussing life with you on Monday. And then on Tuesday, Josh Whitfield. Uh, thanks to both of these uh, wonderful gentlemen for uh, uh, for being able to guest host on uh, Monday and Tuesday. I will be back with you uh, hopefully with a new look on life, again, no pun intended, on uh, on Wednesday. So on this uh, What's On Your Mind Friday, uh, there's an interesting note here that uh, the L.A., this is from uh, Bill Malugin, a very good reporter. In fact, he just, just got an Emmy Award, I believe. He's... Uh, he does a lot of work in L.A. County, but also uh, on the uh, southern border as well. A very good reporter. Uh, anyway, he's, he tweeted earlier today that uh, the L.A. County registrar is denying repeated requests by the campaign to recall L.A. District Attorney George Cascone. They are asking to observe the signature verification process. Remember, they had to uh, have a certain amount of signatures that are verified in order to have the recall of George Gascon, the Los Angeles County DA, uh, in order to to have him on uh, his recall on the ballot coming up in November. They must have a certain amount of verified signatures. Well, apparently, the uh, campaign to recall uh, the DA has said we would like to have observers there. Just like during the election process, we would like observers just to make sure that nothing hinky is going on. 
and uh, we we want to make sure that uh, these signatures are uh, are being uh, rightly verified. The registrar's office, L.A. County Registrar, is saying, uh, nope, nope, the observer program does not include recalls. It only includes elections. I don't know for sure. I believe that there is, uh, and it's either in a, in a code in L.A. County or might be in California. I'm not sure. But I don't believe there is a provision for mandatory observers during a recall, uh, a verification of uh, of recall signatures. So uh, let let's say let's give them that point. Let's say that the law does not demand that the L.A. County Registrar allow observers to make sure that the verification of signatures for the recall of the district attorney, uh, that let's say that they don't have to do that. Uh, Don't you think that it might be wise for the L.A. County Registrar to allow those observers anyway? I'm just thinking the public relations aspect. I'm thinking, unless it's against the law to have observers, again, the law may be, and I think it is, but I can't verify that at the moment. The law may be you don't have to have observers, but I don't know that there's a law against having observers. If there's no law against having observers, what harm would there be in having, permitting these observers from both sides, both from those who would like to retain L.A. County D.A. George Goscone and those who would like to see him recalled, allowing both of them to observe the process. It it just seems to me it's a good public relations mm, tact, if nothing else. So let's talk about what ifs. What if they find, oh, oh, you did not have enough verified certified signatures. Then the committee to recall the DA can say, we think something shady happened there, and maybe they have some legal recourse. We don't know. It just seems to me that it would be more satisfactory in in terms of being open and removing any thought that there might be some shady things going on in the L.A. County Recorder's Office to allow that. Don't you think that would be reasonable? Maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe there is a law preventing observers. I don't know, but it just seems to me that to offer both those who want to recall the DA and those who uh, want him to stay, to offer them both the opportunity to observe the signature verification process would be a, a good idea. I And what do you think? 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. While you're thinking about that, uh, do, do you engage in, in the lottery? I don't. I, I don't. Uh, it's not because I think it's evil or anything. I just choose not to engage in it. But apparently the, the Mega Millions lottery jackpot 
uh, has gotten larger, and the prize, I believe, is up to $1.28 billion with a B uh, today. And I believe the, uh, the drawing is tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Apparently, this giant jackpot is the nation's third largest prize. And there have been 29 consecutive drawings without anyone matching all of the, all of the game's six numbers. So, my question to you, by the way, if nobody hits it tonight, the prize will grow to $1.7 billion for the next drawing that would occur on Tuesday. So, of course, what are the chances of winning? And that's, that's where I'm at. And I, I guess it's the, uh, the Scott Irish in me. I'm, I'm not even up to plunking down a dollar or two for the kind of odds that uh, odds of winning. So what are the odds of winning? Well, they're saying that if you want to plunk down two bucks for a ticket, the odds of winning the Mega Millions jackpot are 1 in 302.5 million. <laughs> 1 in 302.5 million. So are you going to play? Uh, are you going to plunk down 2 bucks uh, to maybe be that one out of 302 and a half million people? Of course, you would. Uh, you don't get all the money. You don't get one point two eight billion. And this is what rankles me about this, anyway. Is is that, that you don't really get the money? Uh, the government takes its cut. It's almost to me like double dipping. But maybe, maybe there's a chance. So. Are you going to take that chance? And if you are, let's say that you win. Let's say you win. What would you do with the money? My my wife watches. What's the the, the very uh, flamboyant guy that uh, arranges houses for uh, lottery winners? Uh, my home lottery or something like that. David, I can't think of his last name. It, it's an amusing show. And, and it's, it's quite entertaining, actually. Uh, w- would you buy a new home? Uh, I would say if, if I had that kind of money suddenly, I'd, I'd look at paying off bills. I would, uh, I would plant gardens here instead of growing titanium weeds. And I would uh, help fund advancing vibrant communities uh, into many years into the future, Eh, just some thoughts that I I would have, but again, I guess it's the Scott Irish in me. I, I'm just I don't know that I want to let go of the two bucks for a chance of one in three hundred and two and a half million. But that's just me. What about you? Would are you going to play? Do you play? Have you won anything ever with the lottery? I've uh, I've rarely won anything. And you know, I, I think of, you know, the little social things you go to or the fundraisers, the, the raffles. I have rarely, in, uh, in the many years I've been around, won anything. The one thing I did when I, I was a kid, and this was a, uh, a Cub Scout uh, 
not a jamboree. That's where everybody gathers together, Boy Scout jamboree. But it was a Cub Scout thing at my elementary school. And the big deal, the big deal was that Merlin Olson, right, the, the, the great, great defensive football player for the L.A. Rams, Merlin Olson was the speaker. And they, they raffled off a football that was signed by Merlin Olson. Can you believe it? I won that football. I don't know what happened to it, I am sorry to say, but I actually did win something. And uh, I, But that's about it. I, I rarely win anything. I don't know. How about you? Our number here, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483 on What's on Your Mind Friday. And uh, let's go to the phones very quickly uh, to Modesto. We go again in Loretta. Hi, Loretta. Good Friday to you. What's on your mind today? Well, I'll tell you, if I won that much money, first of all, every bit of it would go to these veterans, every one of them who've been disabled and cannot get any help at all for their disabilities. I so I like think it. it would be great. I However, like it. There's well, there's one thing to it, though. If I myself were to win it, the state, I've been told, would take every single penny of it. Well, they'll they'll take a good chunk anyway. And, and I guess <laughs> that's one of my issues with this. I, knowing the state, the, the, the state and the feds, they're going to get their cut. And it seems to me that's almost like... Uh, Double dipping. Loretta, I love your idea of putting a lot of that money towards helping veterans. That's a, a wonderful thought. Great. I like it, Loretta. If, if you're playing, I hope you win. All right, let's go back. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go back to the phones. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Back to Manteca. Mike, what's on your mind, Mike? Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you were talking about you never won anything, and I had a little interesting story about horse racing. I, uh, it's legal in California to, uh, to gamble online and watch horse racing on TV and bet on it. And I do it as a hobby, you know, and I was, you know, since I took up golf, I kind of stopped doing that because that took all the funds away from that. But I, 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 on, I had a cat who got in a fight, I think, with the neighbor's uh, dog. And, and it came home, and it had, like, a, a wound on its uh, top of its eye. And the, uh, the wound had uh, grown to an infection where it had an abscess. So late at night, one night, my wife and I had to take the cat to the vet. So the cat's name was Shadow. It was a black cat. So we took it to the vet, and then it was late at night by the time we got it out of the hospital, and it had the halo on its head, and it had a drain tube in this abscess and it was trying to drain the the abscess and my wife had to go to work that day so I very rarely ever did it I called into work and I sat home to babysit the cat to make sure it wouldn't kill itself while it was healing from its operation so I still had an account with the online betting and I uh, put a hundred dollars into the account and I thought well if I've got to sit here and babysit the cat I'll go ahead and uh uh, bet on some horses. So I started uh, watching horse racing and 
playing uh, pick threes, and I was betting anything that had any association with the cat, uh, <laughs> anything with a cat name in it, anything with uh, shadow or any remnants of shadow in it, and I was playing what they call rolling pick threes, and the third ticket that I had played hit for $10,000. No <laughs> kidding. $10,000 on an $8 ticket. I had spent $24 in three consecutive pick threes. And by the third race, the first leg of that ticket had hit. And then the next two legs had hit. And I remember the name of the, the horse that won the race, the big long shot that took that $8 ticket to $10,000 payout was a horse named Tough Dude. And I was looking at this cat healing from the operation that it had, and it was trying to dig its way out the door to get back outside. And I said, boy, that cat's one Tough Dude, you know. So, so I bet on the horse, and sure enough, that sucker came in, you know. And, uh, yeah, paid $10,000. I love it. That was a fun little... And I assume you were able to pay the the vet bill and, and maybe keep your cat in meow mix for a while. Mike from Antique, that's a great story. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Mike Douglas here. We'll be back in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on What's On Your Mind Friday, 551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. Back in three minutes. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to What's On Your Mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360 KFIV, our number 209-551-3483. One of the uh, great uh, thrills about, and one of the positives about being on uh, an airplane last week multiple airplanes, was we didn't have to wear masks. I was overjoyed. My nurse practitioner wife was overjoyed. It was so nice not to have to sit hours on an airplane with, you know, the suffocating mask on. Because we, when when they said wear the mask, we went all out. My wife being in the medical field, nurse practitioner, we wore N95s. We figure as long as we're going to do this, we might as well make it count. But it was so wonderful last week to fly without the mask. However, do you take BART at all into the Bay Area? Well, masks are required on BART trains again. Yep. Apparently, the BART board voted last night to reinstate the mask mandate. They just lifted it 10 days earlier. So uh, the new requirement apparently will, let's see, how long will it be in effect? It'll be in effect until uh, October 1st. And uh, apparently the board will revisit the issue in September and decide whether to extend it. I don't understand this. it, It doesn't. It's not like the cases are skyrocketing right now. You look at places like Los Angeles and downtown L.A., they're saying, hey, we have very few COVID cases, and the cases we have are not, uh, are not severe. But, my friends, if you are a mask on BART beginning now, 
you get a fine of $75. Of course, if you win the lottery, then, you know, it wouldn't be a problem paying the uh, $75. Thanks for joining me today. I will be back with you on Wednesday. Again, it's Congressman Richard Pombo on Monday, Josh Whitfield on Tuesday, and I'll look forward to seeing you here again on Wednesday on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a wonderful weekend.